Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Chris's Mic Drop. This is uh, week seven of the regular season, and unlike our other podcasts, this is a, a post-game uh, podcast. Usually we uh, have the Clissa's mic drop leading into uh, the game coming up this week, recapping what happened the previous week, and then uh, going forward and, uh, and, and, and you know, kind of analyzing what's, uh, what we think might happen for the game coming up. This time, the Broncos, the uh, hay is in the barn, unfortunately, and uh, the Broncos lose to a, a beat-up Cleveland Brown team. Uh, boy, they've got a nice run game system, but uh, uh, there's no doubt about it. But uh, when you when you lose to a backup quarterback, a back uh, a backup quarterback that you discarded three years ago uh, in Case Keenum, and they're on their third string. Uh, uh, running back who made his first career start and he goes for under 140 yards uh they don't have a right tackle to block vaughn and vaughn comes out with this proclamation uh, that he's going to play well and it, that didn't work out um i understood what vaughn was doing there he was trying to uh, fire himself up uh, fire fire the team up it's just uh those are kind of false means you know they're they're kind of manufactured and uh, <clears throat> when, you, when you get to that point, usually bad things happen or not good things happen. And Broncos just haven't been inspired at the, at the beginning of games here in this four-game losing streak. What happened to that team that was 3-0? and um, I, you know, I was uh, cautiously optimistic about the Broncos uh, throughout the preseason because the, the teams they were playing weren't playing starters. But still, the Broncos were thumping those backups. Uh, the beginning of the season, the regular season, yes, they were all cupcakes. The Giants, the Jaguars, the Jets. Um, and, and the big thing about those teams, the reason why they're, why they're bottom feeders is they have young quarterbacks that, aren't, that are still way too raw and not ready to win uh, or win consistently in the, uh, in the National Football League. So... The Broncos overmatched those teams, but they didn't squeak by. They 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 beat them decisively. And Teddy was playing well. You know, there's the game manager that he was. He was completing over 75% of his passes. But uh, you know, here in this four-game losing streak, it the Broncos. It's like a, a you know the proverbial switch flipped, and uh, they haven't been all that competitive. I mean, the Broncos have been physically whipped in all four games they they lose 23 to 7 to the ravens they're down 24 to 6 to the steelers they're down 31 10 to a raider team that just lost their head coach that was a bad loss at home and now when you absolutely have to beat a browns decimated without their starting quarterback and baker mayfield without their top two running backs uh without their alexander johnson on defense uh, they lost a rookie inside linebacker to injury without their right tackle the guy who was supposed to block uh, Vaughn Miller uh, the Broncos just uh, I know the Broncos are beat up too especially at inside linebacker I'll talk about that more but uh, you know you just you can't fall behind 10 points before your offense has its fourth play and that's what happened last night and uh, you know the offense just isn't good enough when it's down 10 points before its fourth play 
And so <clears throat> today our podcast, we're going to our interview segment will be with the uh, Bronco uh, members that I talked to after the game, after they lose to the Cleveland Browns 17-14 to in Cleveland. I talked to Vic Fangio. Uh, these are all brief conversations, but still uh, good full conversations with Vic Fangio, Vaughn Miller, uh, and for Melvin Gordon. And, uh, of course, everyone is wanting to know about uh, Coach Fangio and Coach Shermer. And uh, I understand, you know, it's uh, it's not just that they're on a four-game losing streak. It's that they, that, you know, they didn't win the previous two years. And um, they also didn't, uh, you know, they, they haven't been real competitive in this in this four game losing streak and and there's concern by appearance it looks like whatever message Vic Fangio and Shermer are giving to their team prior to the game leading up into the game preparing for the game it's not it's not resonating through the first quarter and they're in a hole they're 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 behind at halftime and uh so I'm sure Joe Ellis has uh, and and George Payton have a decision to make. Um, and George reports to John Elway. John Elway uh, would still be involved in the decision. Um, I uh, my understanding is uh, no changes will happen uh, this week. That uh, Vic and company will will get a chance to beat Washington Football Club at home on Halloween Sunday, with ten days to prepare, and. Um, See if they can get it done. You know, it's it, it and and it would change quickly in the NFL if they do get it done. You win that game, you're four and four. Now you're not likely to go into Dallas the way you're playing and with the with the team down. But uh, <clears throat> the following week after that is uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, um, and then uh, you have the bye. So, um, you know, it's uh, it's it's. It's not looking good for the Broncos right now. Um, my problem with changing, I know, and, you know, the, do, do the coaches get fired and all that stuff? I don't advocate it because I look at, I look at the step two before step one. Everyone just wants to fire the coach right now. He doesn't deserve to hold on to the job. You want to satisfy the fans. You want to satisfy your paying customers to show that you won't tolerate the way the team is going. And so there is a reason to do it. My problem is whoever comes in as the interim coach, I mean, it gets, it usually goes from bad to worst with the interim coach. And I know with the Raiders situation, that's, I think, heightened. Uh, when you lose to an interim coach, like the Broncos did to the Raiders, the, the feeling among the Broncos fans is, why don't we try uh, an interim coach too? Uh, <laughs> how, how, how can it hurt? And so, but but generally, that's when the season really gets ugly. When there is an interim coach, they could you know they could bring in Mike Munchak. He's done it before with Tennessee. Uh, you wouldn't bring in Shermer, uh, who's got probably the most uh, head coaching experience. Um, you know, Mike Shula uh, has had experience. He coached at Alabama for five years. Uh, uh, Curtis Modkins, a running backs coach, has been a previous coordinator and. And has had some uh, consideration, um, you know, as a, as a long shot for uh, a head coaching job here and there, and also in college. Um, so those would probably be the interim coach possibilities uh, for the Broncos. I, you know, 
is any is any coach going well right now? Um, Zach Azani is is doing a nice job with the receivers, but um, but uh, you know especially in light of the injuries there to Judy, and that's the other thing. Let let's see if Jerry Judy makes a difference. You know they get him back probably for Washington, so uh, but it's going to be tough uh, for the Broncos. It really looked like their inside linebackers uh, were exposed by the Browns. You know, they have a that zone blocking system that's tough on any inside linebackers. Uh, you know, Curtis Robinson was in there and, and did his best and, and didn't. And, you know, Curtis Robinson would do well if Alexander Johnson were next to him or he would do well if Josie Jewell would next to him. But when you lose both starters, and now you put them with a uh, a backup in Justin Sternad, who they like Justin Sternad, and the same thing with him. Justin Sternad is a good linebacker if he has a, a, a experienced starter next to him. But now that Justin Sternad is the leader of the inside linebacker group, that that group is going to uh, struggle. And, then, and not only do you lose the starters, but you lose your top two, uh, two of your top uh backups uh, Brandon Browning the the rookie third round rookie he's got talent skills he's been hurt ever since they drafted him and he you know he's coming back from a concussion now and and hopefully he'll be I, I think he will be ready to go for Washington and he'll probably get a look um the uh, you know Barrington Wade did so good in the preseason and and I know he's a journeyman but uh Micah Kaiser goes down uh, with the groin, and he looked, but by the way he shook his head, he's probably going to be out a while, but uh, in the meantime, 17-14, Broncos get down 10 nothing early, their offense has just two first downs in the first half, which set a new uh, uh, record low of futility for the season, they had three first downs against in the first half against the Steelers, um, boy, it's, it's just terrible the way, uh, the way that's gone, you know, Teddy was in the first half, I know at one point he was seven out of eight, but uh, the one incompletion was the uh, interception in the end zone where clearly uh, he couldn't put his foot into the throw. He had an injured right foot. That effect, that the injury affected him on that throw. Bad interception there. And then I know a lot of people starting to get frustrated with his uh, third and nine checkdowns for you know six yard completions. And uh, but that Teddy, you know, he gets you gotta you gotta stick with what you know. You gotta be patient, and eventually, uh, eventually that comes through for you. But uh, <clears throat> you know, and it, and it pays off for him. And people sustain drives. He remains uh, patient on the sustained drives, and got a couple touchdowns. But the problem with the defense: five plays. I mean, uh, Kevin Stefanski only got one quarter through his script, and he already had a touchdown. Uh, zip, 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 zip. Every play worked beautifully the way they're the, the way they're supposed to work by the script, and it shouldn't be that easy. And then uh, the Broncos uh, score to make a 10-7, and the defense had played very well from 10-0. And then when it was time to really make a stop. And the Browns' offense had to impose the will. The Browns' offense dominated the Denver defense again, became 17-7. Again, Teddy and the offense answered 17-14, 5-17 left to go in the game. And unbelievably, 
the Broncos offense never sees the ball again. The Browns and the final, even with the two-minute warning, even with three Fangio timeouts, the Browns run out the final 517 and take a knee from the 12-yard line at, on the Broncos. Uh, heck, at that point, you almost wish they would have scored a touchdown to make it more, in, so the score would have been more indicative of the Browns, uh, you know, handling things. So um, there you go, 17-14. Um, and here now are the interviews that we had, Nine News had, uh, with Vic Fangio, uh, Vaughn Miller, and Melvin Gordon post-game. Uh, I think uh, you'll find these uh, interviews insightful. They're raw. Vaughn especially uh, took a lot of blame himself. And uh, here's, uh, here's the coach, Vaughn Miller and, uh, and Melvin Gordon. And then we'll be back to wrap this up on Cliss's Mic Drop. fought but again a slow start cost you it did you know we had a slow start uh, give them credit they came out hit us with a boot hit us with a screen got down in there quickly on us and uh, converted in the red zone and we couldn't uh, do anything offensively in the first half to combat that what has happened you were three and oh and you're winning decisively now you're three and four is it the schedule has it been the injuries what do you think it's been as far as why you're now three and four that's all of the above. I mean, there's there's never one reason that you lose four games in a row. Um, we just have to play better, you know, as a team. You know, some nights, um, you know, you look at the final score, 17-14, and you're going to think, well, we played good defense, you know, if you hold an NFL team under 17, 17 or less. But we, we didn't play good enough defense either. And obviously we need to score more points. Teddy toughened, uh, toughed it out, but um, what would you think of his performance today? Yeah, I thought Teddy toughed it out, like you said. Uh, he got into the game. Once he got rolling, I never felt like he was laboring at all or fav favoring his uh, bruises that he had. And Teddy's a tough guy, and he's our quarterback. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. Appreciate it. Vaughn, first of all, what happened on the injury? Oh, I, you know, I got hit from the outside and, you know, um, felt a little you know, pain on the inside. But coming in at half and, you know, checking in, I felt like I could have, you know, got back in. I feel like I could have got back in there. You know, I honestly feel like my pride is hurt more than, you know, my ankle. You know, I, I talked a lot of stuff, you know, before this game, and I did that intentionally. You know, I wanted to make this game personal. You know, I, I wanted the animosity. You know, I wanted that to bring out, you know, the best in us. And, you know, it's humbling, you know, um, to go out there and, and lose. But, you know, we just got to, you know, rack it up and, you know, go back at it again. The team, 3-0, and looking good, winning decisively, now four in a row. What happened to that team that was 3-0? and I don't know. You know we, can't really worry about it. we can't really worry about it too much. You know, we got a lot of good teams coming up. And we've got to take it one play at a time, continue to work, continue to put our pride for first, continue to make it personal. You know, we're all pros, and this is the top of our, our profession. You know, we want to win games. You know, it, it's, it's not about losing. You know, we, we're, we're not going back to a losing team. We might, you know, have lost four straight, but we got a lot of football left. And I, and I know if we can continue to put our pride first, you know, I feel comfortable with, you know, the way this team is going. Thanks, Vaughn. Thank appreciate you guys. it. Appreciate it. 
Hi, Melvin. Uh, once again, yeah. slow start. Yeah. A lot of fight, mm -hmm. but uh, no consolation victories in the NFL. No, no not at all. And uh, <clears throat> I mean, guys are just too good for us to start slow. You know, in this league, you have to come out. You know, you got to come out on fire. You know, trying to, you know, rally back. Um, like I said, in some cases, you might be able to do it, but it's just it's too hard of a league. To, to start slow and have slow starts. And we have to, as a group, collectively figure that out. What, you know, Broncos country has been tough on your coaches here. You know, every time something goes bad, they want to change the coaches, Coach Fangio, yeah. uh, Pat Shermer. What do you say to the Broncos fans about that? I mean, it's it's, it's all of us. You know, mm -hmm. we, we can't we can't just, you know, circle out the head coach or Pat Shermer. It's all of us. You know, it's, like I was saying earlier, whether the receivers got to, you know, do better at making guys miss the line or getting open or us running harder, the line blocking harder. I mean, we make the plays go. So it, it's on us to get the job done. They call it, it's on us to get the job done. Whether it's a good play or a bad play, we got to make it a good play always. And that got to be the mindset. And, you know, we just got to play harder for each other, you know. So. Well, you had a lot of determination on that uh, touchdown. Um, the way Teddy, what he went through this week, I mean, did you go out, did you want to play hard for him? And I want to play hard for us, <laughs> not just the Broncos. I mean, not just Teddy, but just for the Broncos, for all of us, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, we weren't getting too many opportunities out there, but, you know, me and Javante definitely tried to make the best of what we can give. And, uh, you know, when you're down, man, it's, it's, it's not about, you're not thinking about play calls or who's getting the ball. All you're thinking about is scoring and getting points on the board. And that was the mindset, man. We's out here trying to fight for everybody, man. We's trying to get this win. Fortunately, we came up short. We're going to figure it out. Good. Thanks, Melvin. Yeah, thank Appreciate you. it. All right, welcome back, everybody. And uh, we do thank, under difficult circumstances, uh, we do thank Vic Fangio, Vaughn Miller, and Melvin Gordon for joining us, and and you know, uh, uh, you know, answered some of the questions that they would rather not uh, be asked or uh, would rather not answer, and but they dealt with it uh, like professionals, and uh, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. We've got uh, um, thinking that uh, Mike Purcell, the defensive tackle, on top of the inside linebacker woes that they have with all the injuries there. It looks like they might lose. Uh, uh, I'm hearing that uh, Mike Purcell might be out for a couple weeks. Uh, did some damage to a hand or finger. He finished the game. One of those things that, uh, or Mike might not have known, uh, he suffered an injury until uh, till after the game. So uh, see what happens with uh, Mike Purcell there. But uh, Broncos in a world of hurt. Uh, <clears throat> you know, the, but, but this is the fine line. If you fire the coach, you're you're bailing on the season. You're saying that's it, and you're moving on. <clears throat> and by the way, uh, if they do, I think the Broncos go offense with their next head coach, uh, Brian Dable of the Bills and um, Byron Leftwich of Tampa Bay would have to be the top two people uh, on the list. Not Eric Bieniemy. Uh, he doesn't call plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. That is uh, that is Andy Reid, but uh, Brian Dable. And uh, Byron Leftwich would be the top two candidates for the Broncos um, <clears throat> if they do make a, a coaching move. Best case scenario, Vic uh, beats Washington, figures out how to beat the Cowboys. I mean, you know, uh, the Cowboys, they got a heck of an offense, but 
stranger things have happened. And then they beat the uh, Eagles, and all of a sudden you're uh, six and four going into the bye. Even if you lose to the Cowboys, you're five and five going into the bye. And you never want to give up on a season when you're five and five. You still got a chance. And so you would have a better chance keeping this coaching staff intact, having this coaching staff figure out how to get out of this slump, how to get out of this uh, bunker, and um, than it would be to fire people and, and uh, bring in the interim coach. Um, I know people are mad and they're disappointed and they, they don't believe in this coaching staff. But uh, that's, that's what I think the Broncos' best chance is to have a successful 2021 season. And right now, what is a successful season? You know, 9-8 and eight would be a successful season based on what the team has done previously. So. Uh, the, um, but the Broncos, uh, you know, right now are still only three and four. I don't do not anticipate any coaching changes happening uh, this week. They get through Washington. Let's revisit the situation after the Washington game. I do think the Broncos will beat Washington. However, I thought they'd beat the Raiders, and I thought they'd beat the Cleveland Browns also. We'll see. They got to step up. Somehow they have to find inspiration. Somehow Vic Fangio has to get through to these players. Um, somehow Teddy uh, Bridgewater has to play consistent from the beginning of the game through the end. Uh, I think he came out of this game fairly healthy. So uh, that that's a, that's going to be a change for Teddy. He didn't get beat up quite as much as he did. He, he escaped a lot of hits. Uh, did a nice job there. But uh, we'll see. It, it is do or die. For the Broncos, for perhaps uh, some coaches uh, against Washington, but uh, hey, that's why they got paid real good money, and you just can't—you uh, cannot have five-game losing streaks in the NFL and not expect the seat to be extremely warm. So we'll deal with this next week. Uh, uh, thanks to to Vic Fangio and and Melvin Gordon and Vaughn Miller. Uh, this was a special, unique version of Cliss's. Uh, mic drop because uh, we did it uh, after the game. Next week we'll go back on our schedule and uh, get her out on Thursday, and uh, and we'll we'll preview the uh, Washington game more in depth then. So thank you for listening on uh, Cliss's mic drop. It's been a, it's been a tough road, everybody. Uh, I thought they, I really thought they had a chance of ten and seven and eking into the playoffs. Uh, obviously, uh, I nor you <laughs> think that's going to happen now, but uh, see where it goes. It, it turns quickly in, in the NFL. Looks so good for the Broncos early. It's so ugly right now. Uh, maybe if they beat Washington, they can start getting some momentum going the other way. Um, but we'll wait and see. <clears throat> Washington is huge. This Sunday at Empower Field at Mile High. Uh, I don't think there will be all cheers at, at the stadium. The Broncos are going to have to earn back some cheers. Uh, they're going to have to uh, silence some boos. And uh, that's okay. Uh, the fans are just, uh, are just uh, wearing emotions on their sleeve, and they pay big money for the tickets, and, and uh, they, they can express their emotions and feelings uh, as they see fit. And, and really all they do is react to how the team is going. If they want the fans to not boo, 
play better, win. And um, so there you go. Thanks for listening to Calissa's uh, mic drop. Goodbye, everybody.